Hi everyone, welcome to the latest Siddiqui Ramblings podcast. As the name suggests, the ramblings of the Siddiqui boys. You may have seen us on TV. I'm Basit Siddiqui. I'm Sid Siddiqui. I'm Umar Siddiqui. So hopefully you'll join us every week just to hear our general thoughts on uh, the world as it is and our little ideas about life in general. If you want to get involved, then feel free to. You can email us on thesiddiquisgb at gmail.com. Right, let's get going. Right, good afternoon everyone. Good afternoon. Are we going to start with a scary noise? I remember when we did the Halloween special last year, we all started with a howl, Mm -hmm. but it was like really loud. Yes. And I think if anyone hadn't read what we said, warning, this starts really loudly, they'd have got some sort of like ear damage. Yes. Yeah. But that's a a testament to how long we've been doing this podcast now. It's over a year now. It's nearly two years. Yeah, you're right. This is episode 86, if I'm correct in saying. 86 or 85. Mm-hmm. Can you believe that? Let's celebrate with a ghostly noise. Umar, what would be your ghostly noise of choice? My ghostly noise of choice? Yeah. <laughs> just just run-of-the-mill go- ghost yeah. then, yeah. What about you, Dan? I can do uh, um, werewolf. Go on then. Uh, but I can also do witches as well. Do your witch, because you did your wolf last year. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> don't take that puff of uh, air because you don't need to be too loud. I could tell you like... <gasps> <laughs> 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 that's good. <laughs> that's good, yeah. yeah. Is that right? Like yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Good cackle, yeah. Sorry. Mine would just be like a vampire. Blah. Blood. Blah. So what are the actually known um, scary noises? The creaking door is definitely... Creaking door, rattling yeah. chains. Wind blowing. Wind blowing. Wind blowing, yeah. Like a, a, you know, when a window is opening and closing. Yeah, yeah, that's quite yeah, scary. Yeah, yeah. Did, yeah. Just going slightly off topic already. I watched a film yesterday called Hereditary. Oh, this is a scary film. This is mm. it's one of the scariest films I've seen. You know me; I'm not easy, easily scared. No, no, and I'm quite, I'm yeah. quite jaded on it when it comes to horror films. But this yeah. one, for our listeners, if you if you scare easy, probably stay away from it. But if you're looking for something good horror wise, psychological horror wise, this is the film for you. But there's oh, a sorry, what's it called? It's called Hereditary. 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 And is it available on Netflix? Yeah, Netflix got it. Yeah, I think it's recently been released, but you should be able to get it on Netflix. Okay. What's the synopsis? <coughs> uh, just to give a brief outline, it's about a family that has a curse on it. I'm not going to say too much without any plots, uh, spoiler alerts. Oh. But it's to do, there's a bit of um, curses, a bit of demon worship and ghost story. All those three things combined. That looks really good. Yeah. Uh, good combination, isn't it? But it, 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 the reason I thought of it was because you said what are the sounds associated with horror films? Yeah. And there's a particular sound in this film that you don't associate with horror, but it makes you dread that sound now. That's very good, yeah. isn't it? That's are a you mark of a very. So yeah. Well, it's a clicking of a tongue, you know. That. Oh God. Yeah. I'm just doing that now. Just sent Why? Because is there like a character in it that does a that? Scary bit in in the film. Very good. You see, this is what put me off horrors because Uma, you're like <clears throat> up there with the horror spectrum. Yeah, like you can handle horrors quite easily, whereas mm. I'm completely at the other end. Yeah, and it's because when I was just turning twenty-one. Yeah, I remember it. That's how vividly I remember it. Mm. Um, I watched The Ring. Yes. Now, us being on Gogglebox, 
people will be surprised to know that I'm terrified of TVs because of the ring. And I think that's when, when a horror's done its job. When it's yeah. taken something that you see as ordinary yeah. and day-to-day and made you question that yeah, thing and yeah. feel uncomfortable when you hear that noise or are uncomfortable in the room when you see that yes. thing as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, I still, to this day, when I'm going to bed, I freak out when I've switched the TV off. And I'm just thinking, just think if it just went back on. And I like that. You see that scene from The Ring. If you haven't seen The Ring, don't watch it because it's very scary. Have you seen The Ring? Yeah. No. I oh, God. Yeah. But that's like, and that's what really knocked me yeah. when it came to horrors because yeah. it took something so normal and then really freaked me out with it. Yeah. And I think that has been played before, not the TV as somewhere else. The lights coming on and off. Yes. Well, the Hitchcock is there. I think he's done one of them. That's the standard yeah. one, isn't it? That's yeah. That's standard, yeah. Boss, why don't you help yourself with my tea? <laughs> Sorry, I keep taking Dad's tea because I'm frightened. It's finished it. <laughs> I haven't finished it yet. I wouldn't be that low. Well, that's it. I'm going to finish it. I'm not going to put the cup back on the table. <laughs> um, very quickly, Dad, speaking of lights flickering, mm-hmm. there's a light in our living room that keeps flickering and I think it's arcing. Can you come and check it out, please? The other thing I know about that job that you mentioned several yeah, times. Yeah, can I actually pencil you in? Because there's two, okay, there's go on two then. houses. There's two rooms. <laughs> Amelia's bedroom is like... In okay, shall we do it well. next Saturday? Yeah, please. Okay. So you've heard it here, listeners. When we talk next, me and Dad will either have fallen out because he's not done it, or he's fallen out because I'm supposed to help him and I've done a really bad job. Uh-huh. Yeah, the third option, well, I've left the country. Yeah. <laughs> he's always threatening that one, isn't he? Can it? I pencil you in? Dad, honestly... When have I ever asked you to do anything for me? No, uh, it was only what well, rebuild the house again. Yeah. What? Well, would... Yeah, isn't it? What you agree with? Yeah. Or rebuild your house. Yeah, but then since then I've left you alone, haven't I? <laughs> well, yeah, but that was ten years' work put put in that. Yeah, I help you with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to help him. I'll pass him a screwdriver. You know what helping dad is like, though. Yeah. Yeah. He just like gets really annoyed with you. That that thing there. Mm. Pass me the, the red handle. Anyway, we've gone off. This isn't scary. This no. is more just angry. <laughs> jerky. <laughs> this is jerky, yeah. Okay, cool. So, uh, we've gone off tangent with regards to the structure today. So, we Sorry. don't even have any pearls. No, we don't Any have. news, any science, because everything is Halloween related Halloween. today. Yeah. Okay. And we're going to read some stories that people have sent us. We're going to tell some of our stories and give some facts about Halloween. Dad, we were having a discussion though. And I guess the only pearl of wisdom, if you were going to give one, is there anything that you would give? Um, in relation to ghostly things and things go bump in the night, not really. But I am working on a project. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To catch the ghost in my house. Okay. Yeah. Right. So just to give you a bit of a background to the listeners, I think there is something definitely in uh, in our house. Certainly, my bedroom. There is um, a phenomenon that often myself and my dear wife we have smelt uh, smoke, cigarette smoke. And we have checked thoroughly, there's nobody outside smoking, there is a bonfire or anything like that, or, or something, but it is quite prominent. And I think Aisha has also mentioned that she has done it as well when she was up there. Right. So there is definitely something smoke-related, a ghost who is a habitual smoker. Right. Uh, so it, it lives here, I'm sure. And also we heard bangs and knocks and somebody jumping from... It feels like somebody's jumped from the top of the wardrobe onto the bed. Ah. That's our thud noise. It's quite scary. Yeah. So, and obviously we do check and the cats are downstairs, nobody's upstairs. So, but I've got well, the feeling it's a, it's a friendly ghost. 
but I still need to bottom it, as it were. So I'm thinking of a trap. Okay. You know, the the main thing here is the ghost smokes. We know that for definite. Okay. He's okay. a smoker. Yeah. So I was thinking perhaps to entice him to come out somehow. Uh, first of all, judge what sort of smoke it is, what sort of cigarette it's smoking. Okay, it? yes, yes. Yeah. Is it Rotman, is it Marlboro, is it whatever it is. Okay, yeah. And then I can go and invest in a packet of 20. Yeah, why 20? What's, why, wouldn't that be a bit extreme? Don't you want to like whittle down which one he likes? Yeah, okay. Yeah, probably 10 then. Can you yeah. get You can't get 10. Yeah. Can you not get 10? No. Is 20 the le- least you can get? Mm. Wow. Anyway. Let's not <laughs> let's yeah, digress. Let's not <laughs> tell people what the yeah, size of okay. the record. <laughs> so I'm thinking of getting it back in. Yeah. And then just leave it. Uh, no, I'm not sure whether to open it or whether Ghost himself is able to open it. Well, this that is would a test. be the, yeah, this this is the test, test, isn't it? Yeah. Or even open it, but just put some sort of marker that if somebody's been there and opened it and took something out. Yeah. You know, like in olden days, if you want to put a marker, you put a discrete piece of thread around the place yeah. or around the object. Yes. And then you will know if somebody had been there because the thread would have moved. Mm-hmm. So something like that. Are you going to provide him with a lighter as well or her? With the no, no, that's dangerous, isn't it? What if he said fire? Yeah, but how are they going to light the fire? Well, that's up to him, isn't it? Okay. Really. I'm sure he'll have a lighter at least or somehow. So, yeah, so any ideas how can I bring this about? So I mean, the, the main thing is if he comes and smokes the cigarette and gone, then I really don't know. I'm not <laughs> no further, <laughs> further wait, real. Wait. I need to actually catch him in the act. Yeah. Well. So you need a camera. You need that flag to link to a string. Yes, yes there's that. a camera yes, yes, on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, motion camera. Do oh. you have any talc? Yes. Talcum powder? Yes. I sprinkle on your floor, look for like ghostly footprints on there. It's it it leading to. But ghosts don't walk, they just slide in the air. For some they? reason in the films, they do leave impressions on talc. Right. Do they? Yeah. Is that known fact? Mm. Is that well, why you've got so much talc in your house? <laughs> so you can tell quite a lot from footprint, can't you? Whether it's a male, female, yeah. Yeah. child. Child. Oh, yeah. God. Smoking child. Is there anything worse? <laughs> but do you remember when we did our um, play, Poltergeist? We called it Poltergeist. Yes, yeah. It was the am- amateur dramatics uh, uh, production. And we wrote that play, we wrote didn't that, we? Yeah. yeah. Again, digressing. <laughs> Coming back, we actually devised a way to detect the, the poltergeist, didn't we? Yes, yeah. And that was spray. Furniture polish, the, yeah. Furniture polish. We just sprayed in the air and it manifested itself in physical terms. So, oh, we, we, I think we could do that. So, we could try it. You do know that the play wasn't based on anything scientific or anything that I've been <laughs> researched before. There was no talk in it. We basically were running out of ideas and we had to get the script. Uh, yes. to, we had to end it. To end it, yeah. And that was the best <laughs> idea we could come up with. Yeah. Deadline. And I think Mom, when we were deciding, she was like polishing a table in the background. We go, ah, oh, that's it. Then it's polished. That's what we do. Yeah. So yeah. we could probably try that. I know it's probably it's it's a long shot, but very long shot. Yeah, yeah, doing it cool. So that's what that's the project I'm working on, Buses, okay. for my my <laughs> wisdom pearls project. Since since pearls are projects, as it were. Yeah, yes. Since pearls and projects, excellent. Yeah. Very Since good. Pearls has taken a somewhat supernatural turn this week. I like Why Excellent. Not? Yeah. yeah. You got to go with the the flow, haven't mm. you? Absolutely. Good. Okay. Cool. So usually it'd be Question Master Umar giving us an insight. Now mm. I think this is a nice point to um, move on to one of our guest stories. Yes. So we put out on Twitter for our li- lovely listeners to send in a ghost story with the chance for it to be read out on our podcast. So, Umi, you've got the stories to hand. We've yes. not listened to them, have we? We've not read them. No, no. Because we like to get like an insight into what they are for the first time live on the podcast. Okay. Without further ado, 
Yeah, so the first one is from Wendy Turner, a regular listener, uh, and she gives us a lot of feedback, Wendy Turner. So yeah, thank you. Good on you, Wendy. Thank you. Keep doing it. Uh, so this is uh, Wendy's uh, story. Um, my ghostly story goes back to when I was about 15 and living at home with my parents. Ooh. A group of us started messing about with a Ouija board at my house until my mum found out and went mad at me. She was really against it. I thought she was being over the top like you do as a teenager, but we did stop. Anyway, a few months later, everything from my bedroom drawer went missing and I finally found the clothes under the bed in the spare room. <laughs> Weird, but my parents were adamant they had nothing to do with it and no one else could get to them. Fast forward a few weeks, I was at home alone in the bathroom putting on my makeup and the radio in my bedroom suddenly came on and music was blaring out at full mm. volume. I was a bit freaked out but carried on dressing to go out. Standing in my bedroom getting dressed and the bathroom sink taps turned on full blast, no one was there. This time I was really shaken and more than a bit scared, so I rushed out to meet my mates. Guess where we used the Ouija board? Yep, my bedroom. The hiding of clothes, taps switching on randomly continued until I left home at 18 and never happened again after I left. Wow. Spooky, isn't it? That's very spooky. That is a very lovely yeah. written. Yeah. Very well written. Thank you, Wendy. Um, wow. That's quite freaky, isn't it? Yeah. Because that's quite interesting that when she left home, that's when it stopped. It's almost like the spirits were only targeting the person yeah, well, there's sometimes they do say that spirit is not... You often heard a house being haunted, mm. or haunted house. It's not the house, it's the, the people, or yeah. the people. Yeah. And when they move, but you very rarely you see or hear that people have moved out and they've still been haunted. It's only, it still ends it's still, up with the house. Yeah, it's in that house, but it, that house will target that person when they're there, almost, or the ghosts are there. Oh. Wow. Ouija boards, man. I was going to suggest you could probably get a Ouija board to confront your smoking. Yes, that's another one. Yeah. But after that, I'd bloody leave it. Yeah, well, if you don't want to know what, what, what he's got to tell you or she's got to tell no, you. No, exactly. I mean, if you said, what brand of cigarettes do you like and then try and figure out and then it spells it out for you. That's yeah. how it works, isn't it? You ask the spirit a question on yeah. the Ouija board and then your your hands guide it. It's like yeah. the ghost is guiding your hands. So yeah. two letters mm. to answer the question. Yeah. Well, that's that's not Ouija board. The Ouija board is different. It, this is science. So, what's it? What's that? Seance. 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 That when you hold hands is about. Mm-hmm. That's what you're referring to, Basta. No, no Basta the Ouija board, board, board is... Ouija board, Ouija board, Ouija board is looks like a board game board yeah. with letters on it. Yeah. And you've got a counter and people put their hands on the counter. Oh, I see. And ask the question. Right, okay. And it's meant to move your hand, guide your hand towards Spelling the answer. Spelling the word or whatever. Is this a, a special board or can we just use... Uh, I don't know, top of that cardboard box. Can no, I think it's got to be a Ouija board, isn't it? I think yeah. like a brand, is it Hasbro that sell it? I don't think Hasbro sells it. I don't think anybody, is, you can get it from... Is it purpose-built? You have to request... I yeah. Check on Amazon. Do they sell Ouija Amazon, Well, yeah, if anybody is, it's Amazon because they sell anything. I'm not Googling own. anything dodgy like that, man. I was bad enough Googling what I Googled for my searches for this one. The internet... Ghostly goings on freak me out. I'm yeah. always worried about what I'm going to see. Yes. Mel told me about this really scary story ages ago, and I'm too <coughs> scared to like Google it. It's about a painting about a crying boy. Have you heard the story? Oh, no. So there's a painting apparently so. of a crying boy. I don't know when it was painted, and I don't know the ins and outs of it because, as I said, I don't want to research it. Yeah. But the general background is that this child, the painter, <coughs> or when the story was painted. This child was suffering quite a lot as well. So yeah. either the painter was abusing this child or something mm-hmm. like that. But there's a curse associated with this crying boy painting. 
And apparently it was in, if you have it in your house, um, it will lead to bad luck. Really? Oh. Yeah. And uh, this man who had it, and I don't think it was one of Mel's friends, or but it was like a story that was passed down. And this person heard about it, had loads of bad luck, etc. Then was sick and tired because he heard about the story of the crying boy. Went into their house, uh, out of their house, and started to try and burn it in a bin. Yeah. Turned around and their house was on fire. So that that story always freaks me out. But like Mel's always mentioning this story. Yeah. And I don't even Google anything about it because what if I see that picture of the crying boy mm-hmm. and then I somehow get some sort of curse because yes. of it? Yeah. So I'm not doing it. Some things are better left unanswered, aren't they? Absolutely. Don't want to delve too deep. Yeah. Some Paintings are notorious, and so are the other objects, isn't it? Like dolls, uh, porcelain dolls, they yes. freak me out. Porcelain dolls. Yeah. yeah. And clown figures, we, I think we already talked about. Yeah. yeah. They, mm. paintings. Clowns. Things yeah, like yeah. I've got a scary story about clowns. Are we still, are we We'll just go with that. Yeah. 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 All in this. So this is about a, I don't know if you've heard this, is this one of these urban legends that, um, uh, so there's a couple with a kid, and they call a babysitter in, right? Because they want to go out. So they uh, leave the, um, sorry. So they give the babysitter a few instructions and look after the uh, look after the kid while they go out, mm-hmm. and they leave her with a mobile number as well, just in case of emergency she wants to contact them. Right. Uh, anyway, so the, the night progresses, and uh, the babysitter sits in the living room watching TV. Uh, and then about about midnight, one o'clock, she gets a call. Uh, she calls her parents and just to just to check in on everything. They say, "Is everything all right?" And and she says, "Yeah, yeah, fine." She says, "I don't like that creepy clown statue that you have got standing in the corner." Mm-hmm. And then the parents say, "Get out of the house." Whoa. Really? Yeah. Because you know they didn't they have didn't one. Have a clown oh God, I hate that kind of stuff. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah. I have a couple of personal experiences. Well, definitely. Um, the other one was. Uh, uh, conveyed to me by my grandma, God bless her. So, and these are sort of unexplained phenomena rather than witchcraft and those sort of things. Yeah, the mm-hmm. things that probably you can't explain and they happen for one reason or uh, one of them is quite a, a story, which is a uh, is angelic, if you like, in in the sense that there is something you know quite right. And she told me this story that obviously she heard from her grandma, and said there was this guy. That uh, in Pakistan and Asia, there's quite common thing for people to travel from one village to the other to the other. And most of the time in olden days, they didn't have inns and hotels or anything like They used to go and stop in the local mosque. And then the people being hospitable as it is, somebody staying in the mosque, they know, or somebody, a traveler's come, yeah. and he's staying there, they will go and tend to him, give him food, talk to him, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so the story is about this traveler he came to one of these masks and he uh, people went to see him and they noticed there's something strange about this guy that oh. on his face or sorry on his hand on the 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 back of your hand it was a white mark quite long probably a two or three inches yeah. and it it looked like there's something has spilt on his uh, skin and he's left that mark you know just yeah, imagine like a burn, yeah like a burn yeah, yeah. a hot hot liquid mm. or something and he's he's holding this, and every now and again he just licks it quite severely, like that, you know, across his face. Yeah, yeah. almost like a cat. Uh, yeah, yeah, but, but uh, almost like he's trying to soothe it. The whole oh, thing. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. The yeah. scar that he's got is mm. trying to soothe it somehow. 
So anyway, people start, people obviously didn't bother, but then they start talking about it. They asked her, they said, well, this is a true story, how this has happened. So he's telling how He's telling us. Okay. He said, I was a soldier. Uh, I was fighting a holy war in those days. Quite a few of that was happening. And then if you died, you were considered as a martyr. Right. Okay. So this guy, he said he was uh, fighting this uh, war and among his colleagues and lots of people, there were lots of fatality and he ended up in a heap of corpses, people dead, half dead, not dead. And he said, I was among that heap and I was not conscious, I was unconscious. And then, but I also had awareness of what was going off that I could, people had moaning or silent or something. And he said, then he noticed some bright lights appearing from the sky, wow. coming toward this heap. And they are actually going through each one. And then they're giving these people this, this liquid, which is in a sort of silver, um, holder. Uh, you know, really, again, sort of, uh, uh, something which you wouldn't associate with normal humans. Oh. Something so when you say special. they, they weren't human. They weren't right? human. They were. And they were coming they, through they this were light. Coming, yeah, coming through right. this light, <clears throat> and they were uh, taking this ball of vase of liquid to each uh, corpse's uh, mouth, right, and pouring some, and they will become almost live again, and they will escort them out of that heap and take them away to whichever spiritual, to whichever spiritual. Yeah. And he said he watched this with. Uh, uh, eyes half closed, eye open, what on earth is happening? And then when his turn came, the they picked his head up and tried to give him this liquid and all of a sudden he opened his eyes. And then what happened is the angel had moved the vase quickly away and he spilled some of this liquid on his wow. hand. And he said that when he tasted it was something amazing that he've never ever tasted yeah. this this liquid, this um, whatever it was, drink mm. or something. Almost like the nectar of the gods nectar, type yeah. thing, isn't it? Yeah. And then he said, uh, obviously they just dropped me quickly and then went off. Yeah. So they took everybody else and I was left behind. I was still alive, I wasn't dead. Mm. Yeah. But then since that day, I can't stop licking my hand the way I do. Yeah. What a story. I love that. That's pretty <laughs> fun. There's this physical evidence and reasoning behind why he exactly does that. Well. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What a fascinating story. Well done, obviously, my grandma's told it. It's either a very clever story, or obviously it's a clever story, yeah. but yeah. who am I to say? It might have happened yeah, you know, a thousand know. years ago. Because these things, the word of mouth is very powerful, isn't it? Hmm. When every time it's been retold, it's a bit added on to it, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. But that's such an interesting story, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the other one is, if I may, shall I tell that? No, it's yeah. personal experience. Uh, my mum died, God bless her soul, uh, at early age. I was, I think, 10, 10, 11, something like that. And very sad days those were, mm. very, very sad days. Mm. And I remember one evening, dusk time, perhaps later, I was just outside. And outside our house, there's an embankment, bit of embankment, and that's where all the boys and girls used to go and play, yeah. just below it. And above that, uh, the area is a cemetery. Right. And then I remember one evening, as I said at that time, being there, and most people had gone home, there weren't many people around, but I heard this distinct uh, voice calling me. Wow. And it was my mum's call. Mm. And it very lovingly said, Salim, Salim, a couple of times. And what did you feel when you heard that then? I was, I don't know, I was, I wasn't, 
frightened in any way. And no. I didn't even go towards the voice. I just knew there was something was not right. Yeah. Yeah. At that age, you can't really decide, I don't can't. think. No. You can't reach a conclusion straight away. Oh my God, it's got to be a ghost or something. Yeah. Mm. And then I just uh, went home. I didn't run. Oh, then that figure, there was no figure. I didn't see it. was just the voice. Yes. Um, that and presence, that, that presence, sense. Of, so I went home and told my uh, grandma because she was looking after us when my mom passed away and I related that story and she said yeah don't go don't go near cemetery these things happen after oh wow uh, so uh, that's the same a personal experience at that age it's very interesting and I still to this day remember that vividly god yeah. so that's incredible isn't it I um, think there's something special about kids and this whole sixth sense yes and that spirits open themselves up to pe- uh, young people more yeah, because obviously this will struggle to articulate that to adults, and it's almost kept a secret within that. Sure, yeah. sure. And it's I've, I've told you about the story, haven't I? What happened with Amelia? Mm. About, yes, last yes. year, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, yeah, but it was last year, the year before, I think it was. It was February, two thousand sixteen. So me and Mel went uh, for Mel's one of Mel's big birthdays. We'll leave it at that. Uh, we went to Dublin for a couple of nights. And Amelia stayed over at her Mel's mom's house. Yeah. And um, the next door neighbour of Mel's mom had recently passed away. Older lady. Um, can't remember her name. But Amelia was just in the kitchen of Mel's mom's house. And she casually just looked out of the window into the garden. Mm. And just as, as normal as anything, as if she was just saying, describing anything, she just said, Mama, that's what she calls Mel's mom, Mama, Who's that lady standing in the garden? Oh, my God. Yeah. And then Shirley like said, oh, what do you mean? She goes, that lady, that old lady. I don't know if she did say old lady, to be fair. But she said that lady standing in the garden. And it was all very close to that neighbour passing away. And I remember, like, <laughs> I was picking up Amelia and then Shirley, like, still being shocked by it as well. She was like, yeah, Amelia said something quite interesting when you Yeah, but obviously Amelia wouldn't have any recollection of that. She now. wouldn't have any mm-hmm. recollection. And she wouldn't have thought it was anything unusual oh, oh, at yeah. the time. Yeah. yeah, she just would have said, yeah, who's that? Yeah. Like, if you mm-hmm. saw a cat outside or something like that, who's that? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fascinating. I think there is something definitely there with kids. Yeah. Whether it's because of their imaginations, they're more open to that kind of stuff. Or whatever. Because I remember something, and I can't really explain it as a story, because it was just so... It was just a vision that I have. You remember when Uma went to France? Mm-hmm. And I must have been dreaming or something like that, but I remember him standing at the edge of my bed. But it wasn't him. It was kind of like... It looked like him. But yes, it was yeah. like It was almost like looking at someone who was black and white and in shadows, standing at the edge of my bed. So I don't know if it was in and out of a dream, but it's so vivid. Yeah that actual thing yeah. is. But after people can, they will uh, uh, categorically discard it by saying, oh, it's just your own imagination. Yeah. Uh, that's what it, you were thinking that way. Mm, or yeah. you were, I mean, I've told you a story many times about my experience in Bulgaria. Yes. I'll let you finish your story first. Then I'll, I'll but no, that, that's literally all it was because Uma, I know Uma wasn't home then. Yes. Uma came home, what was it? A couple, what time did you come home? Do you remember when you went to France? Was it I a late remember, one? Yeah, late, yeah, yeah. It was late, but I know he'd definitely not come home because right. then when he woke me up properly, I physically remember him waking me up properly. Yeah. But it was just really strange because it was kind of like that in and out of yeah. dream type thing. But I just remember him standing there, black and white. You weren't like menacing or anything like that, but it was just very just much there, like, yeah, yeah there. Mm. Which was just strange and it's difficult to like explain it when you're older. Yeah. But then why do I remember it and not other dreams? That's mm. the weird thing. Yeah. yeah. Have you had any experiences when you were older? 
Uh, other than once, but this I attribute to being tired. Yeah. Where I was convinced, me and Mel were both in bed, mm. and I was convinced I'd seen a black figure at the end of the bed. Yeah. So basically, there were two screams from me. Me waking up, looking, and seeing that there was like a black figure at the mm. end of the bed. And then, so I woke up, oh my God. And then straight away afterwards, I screamed again because that black figure sort of disappeared in front of my eyes. Like, you know, when your eyes are coming to the senses. Yes. And it's almost like you're just making shapes that are quite distant. Which go... Which go away, yeah. yeah it was basically yeah. that. So it just so happens this shadow looked like a figure and then disappeared. And like Mel, Mel just turned over and went, what the hell are you doing? I, I can't really explain it. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. Have you any anything? Um, did I tell you the story about the ghost in Little? No. Little? Yeah. No. I was convinced that... I was in the presence of This ghost. is the Normanton Little. You yes. have told me this, yeah. but yeah. I don't know what it was about this man, but um, he was a Goldbox fan. <laughs> so he shook <laughs> it by the hand. But he had the most unusual look about him. It was almost like if you looked at his face, the features were not... He wasn't an ugly guy, by no means. Yeah. But he was dressed in the purest whites of alchemy. This is like the whitest white that I've ever seen. Yeah. And he had this smell... That I always associate with a kind of funereal smell. Okay. Right. Kind of a smell of decay, but masked by an perfume. Air yeah. Really? Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you meet somebody and they leave you with an impression, like almost an imprint on your head. Like, yeah. It's a bit strange that guy was. Mm. This guy definitely gave off the aura that he was a bit otherworldly. That's interesting. Whether yeah. he was like super religious or super clean or whatever. And his voice was like quite soft and stuff. I, I'm not the kind of person that like yeah. goes yeah. up to people and says that's there's something unusual, but there was definitely something otherworldly about this. It, it was enough for you to talk to me about it afterwards. I remember yes. you saying, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's interesting when people have that impression on you. Something has that mm. impression on you, where you'll remember it over other stuff. Yeah. Which there's got to be something otherworldly. Mm. About yeah, that. Well, some people actually have this um, air of. Um, Aurora of some sort, isn't yes, it? Yes, aurora. Aura. So, what, did he say anything? He just said, like, in the softest, accented voice, that I love your family. And he said something quite mystical. I can't remember. He said that what you say is helping our our faith more, really? more than what oh. these preachers are saying. And it shook, me, it shook me the way that he said it. Wow, man. That's, yeah, that's, that's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, the real test would have been if you asked for a selfie, and then when, <laughs> when you did the <laughs> selfie, he, he isn't there. <laughs> he isn't there. there. You lose, you, you lost your mind, yeah. then, man. But again, like if I had encountered a ghost like that, you'd be happy by that. I think you'd be more absolutely. Yeah, it's very comforting, it wasn't an unpleasant yeah. experience. Yeah, right? yeah. that almost seals your fate, isn't it? If you believe in that afterlife, yeah, yes. what's going to happen yes. to you? That really, that sort of comet sealed your faith. Yeah. But I, I just don't think it can happen like that. It has to be something that will always feel like a mystery or something that you question. Yeah. I don't think anyone has flat out, like, I know there's an afterlife mm -hmm. or I know that this yes. ghost exists because of X, because Y, Z. Of yeah. And I don't think that it's happened and where they've been taken seriously as well. Yeah. I think it's done in such a way where other people will question you or you'll question yourself. Yeah. And that's what makes it so interesting, mm. I think. That's why it's always... Well, each and every culture have got some sort of similar thing. So yeah. that in itself brings the whole ideology together. That there is something. Yes. You know, you, you can go from one corner of the world to the other and people have similar sort of things and experiences. Yeah. Now, you could argue that because man's imagination is so wild and so 
you know, vivid that they can create these and come to the same conclusion. But it's somehow unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. But then there's the argument that if there are these subtle differences, then it is in everyone's imagination. Surely mm. if everyone was saying the exact same thing, yeah, that this is what a ghost would look like, then that's it. There's ne- that's, that's your concrete proof. But because every single culture has its own unique take on it... Yeah. So you think that it's manifestation of your own imagination. Yeah, it's that, yes. it's that culture's imagination, yeah. yeah. But if there was like one thing that people consistently said... Yeah. Like, have you heard of the mm. Mothman prophecies? Uh, yeah, but yeah, we're running by his Basically, it's this, there's a film with Richard Gere in, yeah. where this like giant moth type thing, uh, turns up, which they think is like it's an alien or like a supernatural in some way, shape, yeah. or form. But basically, um, in the film, this, this figure turns up, and then a few months or a few weeks later, a devastation happens within that city. Yeah. Now, if you link it back to other stories throughout time, they've seen a similar figure right mm. and it's linked to other disasters that have happened yeah now that and that's happening in different places so this one that the film's based on is america mm. this stuff that's happened in russia south america yeah. just random places throughout cool. time where you see a similar figure that's there and they call it like the hot the mothman the harbinger of doom is that how you said yeah. that? Harbinger. Harbinger, harbinger of doom yeah so you're almost like if you see this figure yeah something bad is going to mm. happen which I think is more consistent because this is irrelevant of what race or religion you are. You see this thing, you see yeah, something in this, in this yeah. trouble, mm. yeah. Well, there you go then. That in itself is proof that there is something out there. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Whether yeah. it's creation of your imagination. Because that's quite powerful in itself. You can create anything. And if you have the ability to let other people know and then they believe in it. I think that is the skill, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. That you can, you convince the listener that what I've told you is right. <laughs> is it? Yeah. yeah. And also, I mean, in our country, there is a third dimension is that they refer to, which is known as jinn. Yeah. Yeah, jinn. Yeah, now, there's a funny thing, but there's also another thing, and I don't know what that is, and this is only akin to women. Uh, evil women uh, I know in western culture you will call it witch, witches yeah. yeah but these are chirales that they call chirales, chirales. have you heard, heard that yeah these are strange women that are they, they otherworldly or are they from no this they, world? they are from this world they look yeah. like normal humans right yeah but this is, and I'm, I'm always fascinated there are quite a lot of stories about chirales yeah. what they can do to men and I don't know if I've told you this story but there was one story again uh, I don't know where somebody told me or whether they read it uh, there was an incident in... Um, no, the story goes that there is a, a house in a, a city somewhere, okay, in Asia somewhere. Yeah. I, I don't know, I can't fully remember where the location is at, but I know the, the end, what happened then. Uh, and nobody stays in that house. Right. And people often say, oh, that house is haunted. There is oh. roots there or spirits there or chorale. Right. Yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, and what happened, this guy says, uh, no. I want to. This he's a sort of student and he's studying something and say no, I I don't believe in that. Sort of yeah. Thing. Wow. And anyway, he takes up the accommodation, and what happens is that house itself is not haunted. The house opposite or the apartment opposite on the third story, that's where this jail lives. Ah. And apparently, whoever is uh, occupying that house and looks out of the window. The, the sight of that, uh, out of that window is straight into that apartment. Right, okay. And this woman then, um, entices people to jump out of the window and they kill wow. themselves. And this is what happened. And then the, he, he obviously tells the story in a way that 
either he was affected by it, but he didn't die, and he's able to tell the story. Right. But then she plays music. She comes in sort of amazing disguises. Sometimes she comes yeah. as an elderly woman and motherly woman. Other times she will come as a sister and try to persuade him to jump out of the window, or even as eroticism is involved in it as yeah, well. Yes. But it's a fascinating story. I'm sure I'm just... I've heard that. Now you've said it, I'm sure I've heard something like that, where a shape-shifting shape woman. In the, uh, but it's in the place opposite, opposite enticing yeah. that person to go yes. through, yeah. And I don't think it's just based on that one person. He's yeah. obviously telling He's the one telling, but there are many more, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the reason the house has the reputation. Don't yeah. stay there, you yeah. will die. But it's not the house, it's <laughs> the opposite there. That's yeah. really interesting. Almost similar to Banshees, isn't it? Yeah. Banshees, Banshee, yeah. I think that is, yeah. Surreal is probably Banshees, yeah. yeah. Is it Banshees or is it Mermaids? Because Mermaids aren't all like prim and proper. Really? No, no, no. Yeah. no. A mermaid is supposed to lure, lure that's the right word, lure men to their death. Uh, salesmen to the right, yeah, sailors yeah. to their death because they entice them with their music and they almost get hypnotized yeah, yeah, by the yeah. music and the vision and, yeah. and they just jump overboard, uh-huh. don't they? Yeah. I think this story that I'm telling you, the music is involved in it. Yes. Yeah. Fascinating. Ah, God. Wow. Benchies, yeah. Do you think that across cultures, stories have similarities because across cultures, your fears are similar? Mm. Yes. Because it's a fear of the unknown. Yeah. Anything which is unexplained. Yes, unexplained. I think that's the reason I'm petrified of, women, of well. the tax returns. Fear of the tax return. You haunted IRS man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think women, especially, society fears women, doesn't it? That's what witches and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. There, there was a period, there was yeah. a period where they... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's interesting. Um... I think that is, is society's fear of death. Ultimately, this all comes from death. Yeah. Now, you don't necessarily want to say that your loved ones, when they die, will turn into ghosts. But that's where it starts, in its most purest form. Yes. People don't want to be thinking that when their loved ones pass away, that's it. That's the end, yeah. yeah. So they'll create this other world, and this is what happens to them. Mm. And from that, these other dark other things, things yeah, will yeah, yeah. yeah I think those are the side effects, if you like. Yes, they, yeah, mm. and that's natural. The, the, it's just it, it, the main thing is the phenomena, unexplained phenomena, isn't it? Really, yeah. that's what it is. When something happens for no apparent reason or the reason that we are more used to, isn't it? If yes. something happens. Mm. I mean, strange one. Would be, oh, as, as if I was to go down to my garage and it's the lights dim or whatever, and all of a sudden, if I see a figure there. That's it. That's all you need, isn't it? Yeah. That, that, that will, you know, creep me out nowhere what on earth. I mean, it could be a, a real human being or could be even an animal. And you can see your, you can feel your heart racing. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and straight away. Straight, yeah, straight away. That's a real fear, isn't it? It is a real fear. But your rational mind will say anything and everything to say that, oh, it was just I haven't slept well. Yeah. Like that figure that I saw yeah, at the yeah. end. Mm. I'm surprised that I didn't straight away think that, that's it, my heart is haunted, get an exorcist out of it. It was more <laughs> about the fact that, oh, I'm in between sleep. Mm. Oh, that was just like... Something. But if, if yeah. that happened more often, then... Yeah, if it started would, occurring, yeah. then yeah. 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 Now, I'll tell you what was the weirdest one for us. You know, and obviously we lived at your house, Dad. And you can ask Arshin Sadi about this as well. Yeah. On your neighbour's side, next to the park, there's a hedge. And that hedge, the way they cut that hedge, it looked like the darkest, scariest looking figure. Yeah. We used to call it Ring Girl, the Ring Girl yeah. hedge. Really? But honestly, the first day I saw it, I actually lost my mind <laughs> because it was dark. I was co- I was parking up the car because I drove then as well. Yeah. And I remember parking up the car and like jumping back into the car yeah. thinking, what the hell is that? Yeah. It was so weird because your mind just plays tricks on you. Yeah. Uh, Saying that though, there, there was, a, Bateman Street was a strange house, isn't it? It was a huge house. There were four large bedrooms. Uh, 
Uh, in fact, in each bedroom, you could probably easily divide into three bedrooms. They were yeah, huge. They were massive. And when we first bought it, uh, it was just me, uh, my dad, and my brother, three of us, uh, two of us, uh, four of us, we lived in there. And we, we had spare rooms, so top two rooms were rented to some people. Yes. Uh, in fact, they came with the house. When we bought the house, they were there. There was one old man, mm-hmm. and the other one called Tall Man. That's what we know them from, because they old have man a and tall man. man. Yeah. The tall man was quite a jolly fellow. He, he was an Irishman. And uh, he, his job was to clean the house. That was yeah. part of the deal that had they had. Not any inofficial terms, but he took up he the duty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he used to um, sing uh, and whistle. Uh, and every work he would do. Like, oh, I'm up in the floor now. <laughs> Something like that. And then that was quite hilarious, in, but very jolly man. But the other room was occupied by an elderly gentleman. He must have been. He was an old pensioner, so probably around about 65, 70. Okay, yeah. And they sort of kept themselves to themselves. But on odd occasion, we would cook something and go upstairs and give it to them. And if they're coming out and they would say hi or whatever matter. And on one particular Christmas time, uh, this old man uh, had not been seen for a few days. So we started thinking, not seeing the old man. Is he all right? Has he gone away someday? But in, it, it was those sort of days when you sort of mind your own business. Yes, and they, yeah. They might, they, we weren't sort of, you know, on, on really, really old, let's have a drink together in terms yes, yeah, of anything yeah. like that. So anyway, we started thinking, but at the same time, my room was directly underneath this old man's room. Ooh, yeah, okay. okay. And for days, I've been having some strange, frightening... Uh, amazing dreams and I just couldn't think what on earth has happened why am I having this obviously I didn't tell anybody no uh, because you don't say oh something is going on weird in my head I'm having this so anyway when we started uh, sort of uh, finding out what the hell happened to this old man is he still in the bedroom where we not checked that and then obviously we knocked at the door it was locked yeah but we could see from the keyhole there was something on a chair and a bit of a human, uh, oh. I think it was either arm oh, had dropped like that or something yeah. like that. We could see that. So anyway, we didn't do anything. We rang the police and police came and they bashed the door down. Right. And uh, sure enough, the guy has died, probably been there about three to four days, probably God. longer even. Uh, so, but I can't understand why I was having those dreams. As soon as that he, his body had gone and the house was cleaned up, the room was cleaned up, uh, those dreams stopped happening. So interesting. Yeah. So I was, there, I was getting some sort of indication to say, go and do something about this body of space. It's very interesting, the world of paranormalism. Isn't it? Yes. Yeah, because when you look at it in a scientific form as well, I don't know, it's just, I always think about that transference of energy, energy as well. Yeah. When it comes to like humans, there's that, I think I read it in a comic, but obviously science is mm. a thing as well, isn't it? Where, Energy is never created or destroyed. It yes. just moves from one state to yeah, another. It does, doesn't yes. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's almost like humans when they do, leave, or any like living being when they do stop using all of that energy. Mm. Where does that energy go? It's almost like that energy had left that man and was yeah. transferring itself. Well, that's the reason way. you tend to believe the reincarnation. Isn't yes. It? Yeah. What's that? Yeah. That could be it. Mm, could be it. Yeah. And I think the t- the laws of time and space don't apply when you refer to supernatural. Yes. Yeah. And Something could happen. You hear about people whose relatives have died in some far off part of the world, and they, and see they them. get a vibe. Yeah, yeah, they get a vibe. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Okay, so um, I wanted to go through a couple of things, but I think we've we've ploughed through some really good stuff uh, so far. I just I came onto a site very, uh, and I'll go through these super quick because they were really interesting. The scariest places in the world. 
Now, before we get on to that, because mm. I've not double-checked this list, it's from uh, Condé Nast Traveller. So, if you are interested in finding out more, Condé Nast Traveller. The Scariest Places in the World by Caitlin Morton. Now, one of the ones that I wanted to mention, though, because I listened to some paranormal podcasts. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of, oh, what's it called? It's either Rainbow Valley or Rainbow Road. No, it's Rainbow Valley. Right. So that's on um, Everest, Mount Everest. Mm-hmm. Now, what it basically is, is it's a place where, if you imagine if you, those climbers who have climbed Everest, yes, they reach a point of no return almost, mm-hmm. um, where they're trying to reach them out. And for whatever reason, the pressure's too much there, the lack of oxygen is, it goes, they just run out of supplies. But apparently this area is known for have is the main area where people tend to die. Yeah. If you're going to die on Everest, it tends to be in this Just rainbow valley. Now, because of the temperature there, yes. those bodies haven't decayed. They're preserved. Yes, yes. Yeah. And the reason why they call it Rainbow Valley is because of the fact that you can see all of the bright coloured clothes, clothes that they were all wearing. Yeah, if you Google it, you'll see it. They're really yes. matter of fact. There's someone called Purple Boots or something like that. There's a body mm. called Purple Boots yeah. because of the fact that you can see the purple yeah. boots. Yeah, yeah. But yes, yeah, this place you need to go and walk past if you want to try and get to the to top the of top. Everest. Oh, I mean, that's terrifying. Yeah, mm. to see something like that there. Yeah. So, uh, the scariest places in the world I wanted to focus on. Yeah. Now, I won't go through all of them, but uh, there's a place called the Door to Hell in Turkmenistan. Um, but, uh, and Omar, you've, re- you've watched a film with a Joss Whedon film where he talks about the Door to Hell. However, apparently... It's in a desert in Turkmenistan where it's called the Door to Hell, a name locals gave to a 230-foot-wide crater that simply won't stop burning. When Soviet scientists began searching for oil back in 1971, they accidentally hit a methane reserve and the drilling platform collapsed, forming the crater and releasing dangerous gases into the air. Hmm. The scientists decided to light the crater on fire to burn off the methane, creating a Dante-esque anomaly that has remained lit for the past 40 plus years Mm -hmm. so the door to hell Uh, i'm going to leave that one this one was amazing though nagora japan nagora nagoro japan is a tiny japanese village with one very notable feature a life-size doll population that outnumbers the human population nearly a hundred to one the toy residents are the work of local uh, Tuskimi Ayona, who began making doll replicas of her neighbours after they died or moved away. Yeah. The eerie doppelgangers can be seen in various positions across the town. Fishermen sitting on the riverbank, students filling entire classrooms, elderly couples resting on benches outside of buildings. There are now 350 dolls and fewer than 40 breathtaking Whoa. humans in Nagoro, making it quirky and somewhat terrifying. Although that, I'd love to visit that place. <laughs> yeah. well, it sounds very scary. Very, yeah, very freaky. Isn't yeah. Um, the hanging coffins of Sagada, Philippines. Does anyone know about this? No. Apparently, if you want to visit the dead in Sagada, you have to look up rather than six feet under. The people of this region are known for burying their dead in coffins attached to the side of cliffs, like uh, an aerial cross section of your average cemetery. The tradition goes back thousands of years. Carve out your own coffin, die, and get hoisted up next to your ancestors. Many of the cliffside coffins are hundreds of years old and all look completely different as they were specially made by the person who now rests inside of them. Yeah. That's amazing, That's that. quite yeah. interesting. You know, the it? biggest fear of mine of death is being buried. Yeah. Yes. 
if I was to be sort of uh, dangling from a coffin, yeah, I would be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah it fine. sounds nice. And if, not be yeah, if there was a bit of window left in there as well, that would be also good. So I can yeah. have a look outside. It's whatever. funny, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I don't like the idea yeah. of being buried alive. Um, I'll read one more. There are a couple more, but this one was quite good. Um, this one's more where I would suggest that people just Google this image afterwards. Okay. Because it does look horrifying. Taylor Glacier Antarctica. Now, if I show you that picture. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God. It looks like a glacier, but with like blood running. Blood. Yeah, yeah. So it may look like a geological crime scene, but the five-story crimson waterfall, so it's a red waterfall, a.k.a. blood falls, is a completely natural wonder. The phenomenon can be traced back to about five million years when the glacier sealed off a microbe-rich lake beneath it, isolated from light and oxygen. The water became more and more concentrated, both in terms of salt and iron content. Yeah. So that would be the iron, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's right. It'd be rust. Yeah. <laughs> the water's salinity level, about three times saltier than the ocean, keeps it from freezing, while the iron provides the colour. It then seeps out through a fissure in the glacier, and we get to witness the gory display. So it literally looks like a um, giant, <laughs> bloody waterfall. Yeah. And it's the fact that it's coming down on a white on a glacier white, as yeah, well, yeah. so it does look quite horrifying. Mm, yeah. yeah. This world's an amazing place, isn't it? But yeah, there's 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 a number more, but uh, I'll leave it at that. But I would, uh, yeah, the the Everest Valley, Rainbow Valley, Rainbow is something because it got such a cheery name. Yeah, for something yeah. so dark. Yeah. There you go. Well, it's a preservative, isn't it? Really preserving things mm. there mm. for for which is another way of you know, keeping the uh, the past alive, as it were. Uh, there are uh, in Derby apparently there are seven places listed here on this website, but. Derby is the UK's number one haunted place. It's up there, isn't it? I think it's always a fight between York and Derby. York as well, yeah. yeah. I think if you class Derbyshire, Derbyshire, that yeah. is haunted, the yeah. most haunted. And I'll just list very, very quickly for you that Derby Jail um, is spelled G-A-O-L. Yeah. Uh, so it tells you the the age of it. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I've not actually read what goes off there. Um, it's basically an old jail, though, it's isn't old it? old jail, yeah. yeah. They used to do executions, hangings there. Yeah, so does that become, by what had happened in the past, as a haunted place? Not really. Is it? It's that reputation, though, isn't it? Yeah, and if you imagine you, you get to go and visit the jails, yeah, and you're going to hear or see or imagine some creepy goings on there. Yeah. When they do the ghost walks here, that's where it usually starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's more uh, evocative than haunted, isn't it? Yeah. And it's also associated with big buildings and mainly pubs as well. Old pubs, Old pubs yeah. yeah. Mm. But that makes me wonder whether, you know, you're inebriated, 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 and then you're likely to see all sorts of things, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so probably pubs are the, that's the name <laughs> there, pub. There's the, the old Bell Hotel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then there is also... Uh, Ye Old Dolphin Inn. Yep. Now that, that one, one is um, Derby's Ye Old Dolphin Inn is around about five hundred years old, and is said to be home to multiple spirits, not just whiskey and vodka. Yeah. <laughs> but it's our oldest pub, isn't it? Yeah. 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 It is, yeah. Ye Old Dolphin Inn. Is. What else we got? Oh, this is. Um, they're all pubs, aren't they? Seven stars as well. It's the, they're also in the similar vicinity by yeah. the cathedral. Yeah, cathedral kind of because that's where Derby basically yeah, started, yeah. wasn't yeah. it? In the middle there. Yeah. Um, and then this is in, oh, uh, it, this. It's, it's near Bakewell actually, EM Village. Yeah, EM yeah. Village. God, yeah. have you heard the story of EM? No. Can so I read this? Yeah, one? you read yeah. that quickly. Because this is fa- fascinating. For those of you who don't know EM, because we visited it for mm. primary school, did you go? Almost? No, but I know the history. Now, 
One of the most famous spots in haunted Derbyshire is Eam Village, aka the Plague Village. In September of 1665, the village tailor took delivery of some materials from his London-based supplier. However, this parcel was rife with fleas carrying the plague. Within a week, the tailor was dead, and by the end of the month, five more people had succumbed to the plague. During the following month, a further 20 lives were lost. The remaining villagers were terrified for their lives and wanted to leave for a nearby city. Now, this is where it gets amazing. Mm. However, they were forbidden from doing so for fear of spreading the disease even further. The village was quarantined and supplied with food and other essentials which were left at the village boundaries. The money for them was left in troughs of vinegar to sterilise them. Mm. The plague tore through the villagers for around eight months and the final death toll was 220, 273. Just 83 of the population survived the epidemic. That's incredible. It's story. an amazing story, isn't it? Yeah, but how fascinating and like how selfless of the villagers. Yeah. Probably not made a film about yeah. that. It'd be a very depressing mm. film. Yeah. And the fascinating thing is how close that is to us. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, that's what we went with uh, primary school. Um, just going off on a tangent with regards to the plague, I want to just uh, tell a quick story because I went on a ghost walk there. Yeah. And they show you this house, uh, and this house, um, if you has had people knock on it, genuinely knock on this house, yeah. and say that, look, I don't, I don't, I want to mind my own business. However, there's like a girl in the in the window crying above. Yeah, and can someone please like go and tend to her? Is she okay? And then the man has to say, look, there isn't a girl that lives there. That's a ghost of a girl. Now, basically, what they used to do in uh, pl- during the plague time, mm. it, you'd have plague houses. So you'd yeah. put an yeah. X across the door. And what happened was the family died of the plague, but this girl was left there. Oh, my and God. And they put an X on the door, and you can still see the ghost of that girl crying. <sighs> and like when is, I, I went is to, there still around? Yeah, think? but when I went mm. to the ghost walk, they showed us the house, and the house looks normal. It's like you can yeah, live in the house. Yeah, but did you see the girl? You didn't see the girl, but you're looking at that window and thinking, oh, God, I hope I don't see anything. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. But yeah, there's yeah, so yeah, many. Like, I, I, I think this country in itself has this spooky going of on. Of course it does, <laughs> yeah. I wonder how much of it has been created just to give the illusion so they yeah. can make some money out of yeah, it. Yeah. But, but I'm being silly. No, but the York, the, sorry, the York Ghost Walk is fascinating mm. because the chap who does it, he's, he's a, it's, it's really fun. He does it in such yeah. a fun yeah, way because yeah. it's just, but it's also quite creepy as well. Yeah. And I, oh God, you're talking about 200 people who went on that ghost walk. It's madness. Really? Because he fetched us all. He, he has a meeting point and he meets you all at this certain like rock or something. Yeah. But then he marches you down to this other point and there's about another 100 people waiting as well. Mm. And then every night he does this ghost walk. Yeah. And it's fascinating. It's something pretty cool. You should try and do it. Really? Ghost walks are pretty fun. They are quite cool. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, on that scary note, did you want to add anything on there or are we all spooked out? Uh, nothing was sufficiently spooked out. I did want to read another story from one of our listeners. Fab. Uh, this is from Kelvis. Uh, this is quite a good one, actually. Uh, she spent, so Kelvis spent her formative years in a very old pub. So, going back to this. Not because I was a hardened drinker, but because my parents ran it. Anyway, with the building being so old, mould became a problem. So the brewery building inspector recommended an extra window be put in for extra ventilation in the living room. When they eventually knocked through, they didn't come through to daylight as expected, but another room. Everyone came to the conclusion that it was some kind of a very old prayer room, with the church being a bit further along the road. Wow. Regardless of this, the window was still put in, despite it looking into a dark room oh that God. could not be accessed from our property. 
The glass they used was not clear, smooth glass, but the kind you cannot clearly see through. Kind of like a frosted glass. Mm. But I distinctly remember squinting through the glass into the darkened room on a quiet Sunday morning and seeing the outline of three pale faces at the back of the room. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I don't remember feeling scared, but I didn't want to sit or stand near the window for a long while after. And when I eventually plucked up the courage to look again with my older cousin, the faces were gone. When I asked my mother years later, she said she had always hated that window and she described seeing masks now and again herself and put it down to being some kind of theatrical story space. But how it was accessed and who stored the mask there remains a mystery. That what is a story. But you know, Calvis has attached a picture of the actual window. And it is, it just look, looks out into darkness, doesn't it? Oh, oh my God, yeah. look at that. But wow. this, I, this relates me to uh, something that happened in my childhood, uh, which I remember. But I think it always used to be a recurring dream that I had. You know when you're in Bayman Street and the kitchen window was frosted? Yeah. I always remember in my dream running downstairs because somebody was banging at the door. And then I used to look and a face used to press and scream really loud. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's a dream, that That's is. That's a dream, yeah. That's yeah. a hell of a dream. That's a dream. Dark rooms have got this ability to frighten you, isn't yeah. it? Because as a child, I remember in living in Pakistan and we had, uh, there was a, a main room here in the middle. And then on the side of there was a storeroom, and it was called a lot room for some reason. I don't know why. Mm. And yeah. uh, that was, it didn't have any lights there, but it was a big room, but it used to scare me so much uh -huh. that it was, because it was dark and it was, you didn't know, you had to have a, a lantern or a torch to go in there. Right. That. And this is the frightening thing about this, because I remember once sitting, there was a fire on, myself, my dad, my mum, our cousins, and a few other people we're sitting talking about. And this, uh, the rooms, uh, the doors there are like, uh, if you have two uh, leaves of the door, you bring them close and then you pull. So they close in that sort of pulling action together. Yes. The yeah. wedge between the each one. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the, that sort of the door. But now and again, I don't know why there was either a temperature difference or something. It would open itself. Oh, man. And then that used to happen quite, and that used to frighten me so much. And they would say, oh, the the gin's coming out now. Yeah. yeah. Out. That's what they used to say. Obviously, they were joking about it, but yeah. I used to take it seriously. It's like parents, yeah. and look, that sat with you all yeah. this time, isn't oh, it? Yeah, yeah. So, like, adults will say stuff just casually, yes. and it will impact kids. Of course, yeah. yeah. Now, I'm always really careful what I say to Amelia, like that, you know, <laughs> I know because, yeah, yeah, you you, you've got to be a little bit you, careful. You don't yeah. want to, uh, yeah. She, Amelia's going through a phase at the moment where she wakes up every night at the moment, and it's literally every night, yes. and it's like, Daddy, 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 and all she wants is a cuddle, and then she's okay. Yeah. But like, I always fall asleep, so you're talking three hours later, yeah. I wake up, and then I'm in that bed still. But, like, me and Mel were talking about it today, because Mel will never go. No. Because Mel wears earplugs to bed, because she's such a light sleeper, it's ridiculous. She, if she doesn't have those plugs in, then that's it, she's done. She won't sleep the whole night. Yeah. So I'm the one who has to always get up and go. Yeah. But now I'm reaching a point where, like, God, I'm not getting any, like, normal, straight, six, seven hours yeah. sleep. Yeah. So Mel said, actually, funny enough, to Amelia today, that if she did the whole sticker thing, if you stay in your bed all night and don't call for us, then you'll get a sticker. But like, do I do that? That's really harsh, isn't it? <laughs> I, don't I don't want her to do that. Because no. I don't want her sitting in the dark, like freaking yeah. out. She yeah. will, she will uh, get out of that. Well, that's it. I think she will grow out yeah. of it because I've noticed she does it through periods of the year. When it's summer, she's not particularly fussed. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's getting a little bit colder. She is, she goes through a phase of like calling me every night now. Mm. 
So I don't know. I think I might abolish the sticker thing for this one. Sticker works on certain stuff. Yeah. Don't kick daddy for the free, for the week and I'll, I'll give you a sticker. Yes, yeah. But <laughs> I don't know. Don't hide daddy's car keys. Yeah. But yeah, it's like you said, you, you don't want the thought of her just being awake. No, I night, don't. You know? Yeah, exactly. And if that leaves some sort of mental scar, it's not. It's yeah, not and it's kind of like, it's a funny one. When do kids get to that age where they start thinking that sleeping in the dark is scary? Yeah. yeah. Why does that happen? When does that happen? Yeah, yeah. when does that happen? Because this time last year, that she didn't call me because she was scared, mm. but now she's starting to say that she's scared of the dark. But why? Right, yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It's, you as your imagination time, grows, that's what happens. Mm. Did we ever do that as kids, come to you and say, Dad, I can't sleep? I, I can't remember them, honestly. We remember? were like on a floor above as well, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, if anyone was going to do it, it would have been you or me, because we, I always felt very safe because I had two brothers in my yeah, room yes. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't feel safe because they were going to beat me up. <laughs> but like ghost-wise, I was like, yeah, no, no issue yeah, yeah. And it wasn't that they would look after me, you know. It was the fact that the ghost would get them to first <laughs> yes. and just not be bothered yeah. with me. I don't think we, we actually, I never told, used to tell you any ghost stories in those days. No, but no. I do remember visions of ghost stories. I think school was quite school, good for that. Yeah. School, yeah. Was good for that, Our uncle yeah. used to tell us ghost stories. Yes. Yeah. I just realised throughout this podcast we have sat in a pitch dark room. Yeah. Was this designed? Well, you've been with the lions, it's, really? it's got darker as we've been talking. Because yeah. the sun's gone. Yeah. You see, I'd be scared, but all I can see is Rocky in the corner licking himself, <laughs> Dad's cat. No, he's asleep, he's fast asleep. Yeah. yeah. He's obviously he's, uh, so bored with our stories. Yeah. Yes. What about cats? Have they ever acted strangely? And you think, why is that? Well, animals have uh, six senses, yeah. or yeah. they, they have very keen hearing. Yes. No, they haven't done that. Yeah. So that's usually the sign, Dad. If that's they, usually the sign, If yeah. they get freaked out by it, that's why I don't think your ghost is an issue, because they're not freaked out by it. Mm, yeah. It probably isn't. It's just me. Okay, so on that insight into uh, all ghostly goings-on in the Siddiqui household, mm-hmm. although Halloween has, will have come and gone, well, no, it's this week, isn't it? So yeah. By the time of the next episode, it will have come and gone. We'd still like to hear some more ghost stories from you guys. Yes, they're yeah, always yeah. pretty We've cool to hear. Yeah. Quite a few of you. Uh, a f- few emails that I haven't been able to read out so hopefully there will be a chance post Halloween to read some of these but for anything um, any topic related to anything that we talk about it's always nice to have listener input absolutely yeah Mm -hmm. and um, I really think we need to give something as a thank you as well whether it's a video message or some signed photos as well but those that have sent stuff in let us know what you'd like if you're happy with the mention that's brilliant and a massive thank you to getting involved and we'd like to, more of you to get involved as well. As always, thank you very much for listening and enjoy your Halloween. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Thank you. So that's another Siddiqui Ramblings wrapped up. Thank you very much for listening. If you'd love to get involved, uh, we'd absolutely love to hear from you. So that email address again is the GB at gmail.com. We're aiming to make this podcast a weekly episodic podcast. And that can only be done through uh, reviews. So if you guys could review us, five-star reviews on iTunes, that would be a massive, massive help to get the word out. So the more reviews, the better. Until next time, it's bye from Basit Siddiqui. And it's bye from Sid Siddiqui. And it's bye from Umar Siddiqui. See ya.